Hello, everybody, and welcome to an episode of Coach's Corner. You are about to fall in love with somebody. If you're not already in love with her, I'm in love with her. She's one of my soul sisters and and fellow Virgo friends, Alexi Panos. And Alexi is seriously a force of love. She is somebody that just embodies real true courage and stepping into authentically who we are and being so committed to a mission of bringing as much love as we possibly can to the world. She is a speaker and a teacher. You can find her amazing videos on YouTube. She is an author. Her last book, 50 Ways to Yay, is is such a great read. It's the most simple and deep book I've read. It's just (laughs) (laughs) simple and deep at the same time. It's like, oh yeah, this is so obvious, but whoa. That's deep. (laughs) And she has an amazing program called Soul School, which is a monthly membership program where you can dive deeper into books and learnings and get coaching from her and really connect to a tribe of like-minded people. And, And she's all over the world. She also runs a nonprofit. I mean, she's just, like I said, a force of love. So thank you, Alexi, for first being my my friend and second sharing your love with everybody today. Oh, of course. And it's so easy to be your friend. Like, I just, I love you so much. Mm, it's, it's, so, <laughs> it, it's so awesome when we find those people in our life that's like, oh, hello again. Yeah, hello again. Oh, hi, friend. <laughs> yeah. We're, doing, we're doing the dance again in I know. this universe. I love I know. it. I know. We've been here before. And this time we have iPhones. How cool is that? <laughs> I know. This time we get to connect in so many other cool ways. We I'm do. Sure. We do. And, and one of the ways that we connect is we... We have lots of joy and fun and play, but you and I have had a couple heart-to-hearts about when we've really been up against something that scares us, whether it's having a conversation or doing something for our business or just our own work. And so I wanted to start there with you and just like, let's just go deep quick and talk about fear because fear is a big thing that comes up on the podcast. People are scared they're never going to get over something. They're scared to start something. So let's just start there. What is fear and what do we do with it? Yeah, I love fear because, you know, fear has gotten such a bad rap in our industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, people are like, ah, I'm fearing myself. I have all these doubts. And, you know, fear is actually one of our closest allies if we choose to look at it that way. And, you know, I look at fear as this giant sign that's like, hey, over here, there is a massive breakthrough. You are about to level up your life. Yes, it's uncharted territory, so I get that it feels a little scary, but this is the path to get into that next step. And, you know, there are fears that are life or death, and I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about fears like, you know, I'm afraid of failure, or I'm afraid of succeeding, or I'm afraid I'm not enough, or that I don't have enough, or I'm afraid I'll never get over this breakup. Those fears, if we face off with them and move straight into those, literally on the other side of that uncharted territory is the next level up in our emotional development, our you know, business development, our relational development. And yes, it's scary, but that's where the growth lies. And growth is scary. So like I said, fear can be our BFF if we just like call it in and it's like, hey, homie, let's take this ride together. You point me in all the right directions and I'll have the courage to show up. I I love that. And you're right. Fear does get a bad rap. It's like be fearless or, you know, only be in love all the time. And if you're in fear, not love, then you're doing this whole evolution wrong. And it's like, oh my gosh, like fear is feedback. I know it's such a pressure. And 
I mean, fear to me is feedback. And I've had to really learn the difference between when this is a intuitive gut, don't walk down that dark alley fear, which is, you know, important versus when it's kind of just like a physiological response to thoughts that I'm having. Like, how do we create fear in our life? Because there's the things that scare us that happen, but then I feel like we also create fear. How do we do that? Yeah, you know, creating fear is interesting because I I think, like you said, it starts in the mind and it's based on our beliefs. It's based on how we see ourselves to be. So I look at fear and confidence kind of as this joint collaborative effort. You know, like if we face off with our fear, we gain more confidence because we gain more competence. And there's a lot of people who choose time and time again to not face off with their fear. And what happens? That fear gets bigger and bigger and bigger because the next time they see that same thing and they're you know offered that same opportunity to cross the, to cross the threshold, that fear gets bigger if they don't take it. And so I think what happens is at some point in our you know, childhood, early teens, we decide what type of person we're going to be. Are we going to be a person that's going to be totally fixated on staying comfortable, staying, you know, in that nice cozy chair, the comfort chair that we know so well and not really stretching ourselves? Or are we going to be the type of person that takes risks, that stretches ourselves, that actually enjoys the challenge and enjoys that sort of competitive thing with ourselves? And then we just repeat the cycle over and over and over again by allowing the the mindset that we choose to keep running our lives. Mm-hmm. I love what you just said. Allow that mindset that we choose to keep running our lives because yeah. we do have power over what we think. Maybe not that first thought that drops in, but how we respond to it. So totally. let, let's break down. So you, you, you started to talk about a little bit earlier, but let's say someone's like right up against fear right now. What are some steps they can take? What can they say to themselves? What can they ask? What can they do? Yeah. Well, the first step is mindset. So, well, actually, let me, let me back up. First step is acceptance. You know, let's go back to that thing of not resisting fear, not hating fear, not going, oh, I'm a bad person because I have fear, but like embracing it, accepting it and saying, okay, you're here. You're my teacher. What's under this, right? So first getting curious and accepting and welcoming that fear in. Second is then mindset. And mindset is really about having the idea that you are a person that can figure this out. You know, it's not that we know everything. It's not that we're capable of everything. It's not that we're masters in everything. You know, we all start somewhere. And I think it's it's that mindset of I can figure this out or I've got this, even though it might be hard, but I'm up for it. I'm up for a challenge. It's that mindset of going, okay, I'm probably going to fail a couple times. It might be a little sticky. I might look a little clumsy, but I'm okay with that because I'm, I'm game. Let's see what's next. And then the second part of mindset is moving that mindset into action. And we've sometimes got to talk ourselves into it, which is why that's so important. But then we just got to take that one step. And I've got a friend who calls it dumb action. He says, you know, just take dumb action. Take the first action that's so small, that's so obvious, that's so easy, and that helps you build momentum. And that momentum then kind of gets you through that learning phase, which could also be called failure, but I like to call it learning because it's so much nicer. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You know, it's like a lot of people fall on their face and they go, oh, see, that's why I shouldn't have done it because that happened. And then they go right back to the comfort zone. But the learning, that growth phase is is kind of tempering us 
to be able to really handle the life that we say we want. And as we're learning, we're gaining this competence, right? We're learning new skills. We're learning how to be with this. We're, we're taking the feedback and we're adjusting along the way. And that then develops more confidence. And that, then that confidence develops our skill set, which develops the next level of our lives. And that's when we really break through. We have those breakthrough level up moments in our lives. And here's the kicker. You get to that next level of your life. And then you start the cycle all over again. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you up level and it's the next level of learning, right? That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and you mentioned it earlier, this whole idea of being fearless is it's dangerous. It's so dangerous for people. You know, we've sold people this idea that in some way, shape or form, you're just going to be past your fear. And that's not how life works. You know, fear is a gift. And like you said, whether it's don't go down that dark alley or hey, there's a massive breakthrough on the other side of this thing, it's a gift. And it's not that we want to be fearless, it's we want to fear less. And the way we fear less is with that mindset and taking action. Mm. One of the things that I hear a lot of people talk about in terms of a fear is having a passion, wanting to go out and do something, but suffering from imposter syndrome, like the yes. who am I to X, Y, Z. Any yes. advice for that? Yeah, well, first, I, I mean, I don't know about you, Christine, but every single person I know in this industry has that. Yeah. <laughs> at some, like at some level, we've all dealt with that, right? Yep. <laughs> so the first thing, again, it's this whole idea that we've been sold that, you know, you're, you're the only person that feels that way. You're not. You know, know that the best of the best, and I've actually got a great story about this. Um, I had the gift of meeting one of my idols, Richard Branson, and um, got invited to Necker Island for a business retreat. We're all sitting in the hot tub talking about business. He pops in and he's like, oh, what are you guys talking about? We're just all talking about the struggle and what we're up against. And he goes, you know what's crazy? He goes, there's moments when I look at my business and I look at what I created and I don't understand how I got here. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I almost... I, I can't believe that this is for me and this was created by me because mm. he's still got that thing where it's like, really? I built this? Mm. <laughs> you know? and, and that moment, that was two years ago. That moment for me gave me so much permission to know that I'm not alone in that. You know, it's that imposter syndrome is, you know, I like to think of it as you've been in a case, right? As a human, you've been in a case. And the minute you level up your life, that case is, it's too small for you. You don't yeah. fit in that case anymore. So it's like you're kind of stretching and you're pushing and all that stretching to get out of that past case that you used to fit into, it feels like a struggle. It feels like, you know, it's like you're an imposter because it doesn't feel like it fits yet. So what happens? You got to keep, you know, that tempering. You got to keep up with that tempering until you break free of that old case and you then create a new space to live from. And, you know, that for me has been massive because, listen, I, I have a big mission on my heart and a massive vision like you do. And there are levels of this whole thing where I get to the next level and I'm like, oh my gosh. Yep. <laughs> like, like if I knew this was coming, I would have stayed where I was. <laughs> totally. Like, how the heck am I supposed to do this? You know? And, and that doubt comes in that who do I think I am to want to, you know, enrich people's lives. Who do you think you are? You know, it's, it's that voice. And I like to think of that voice as the ego and the ego, you know, gets a bad rap too, but the ego's our friend. Our ego's trying to keep us safe. 
And safe means comfort zone. And comfort zone means the known, the certain, the thing that is so easy, that requires no stretching, that requires no growing. It's just the thing you can do like clicking your fingers back of your hand. And the ego wants to keep you there because then there's no risk of judgment. There's no risk of failing. There's no risk of anything. So it whispers in your ear, who are you? Who do you think you are? And we just got to go, thanks, ego. I hear you. Awesome for trying to keep me safe. And my vision is bigger than my fear. So I'm going to keep moving. My vision is bigger than my fear. My vision is bigger than my fear. That's like a mantra to, and actually that, that came up on the episode this week with Trish, you know, she just was so in this, um, suffering from lack of confidence and I don't know what my next step is. And just, we get in our own way when we make our own ego bigger than our mission. And we become so focused on the, who am I to versus who am I here to serve? Who am I here to serve? And that's been a big thing for me too, because I think on the other end of the imposter syndrome is the, um, comparison coma that we often fall into and look at what everybody else is doing and, uh, and, and fall asleep to our own gifts. That's why I call it a comparison coma. So what's, how do you deal with that? Do you ever compare yourself to other people? Oh yeah, of course. You know, it's funny because fear is super tricky and wears many masks and like the top five that I've noticed One is imitation and comparison. Mm -hmm. That's the first one. And that's that fear of like, well, I'm not good enough. So I've got to do what that person's doing so that I can be good enough because I'm not trusting myself. I'm not trusting my gifts. I'm not trusting my vision or my voice. And then the other thing is expectation or, you know, being cynical of how it's going to turn out. A lot of people have this idea of like, well, if I try that, I'm going to fail. Well, if I do that, it's not going to be as good as so-and-so. And that's fear too. Then there's dread, like, oh, this is going to take so long. I've got to shoot videos now. Now the, the whole internet's going to video, and I don't know how to shoot videos. And we talk ourselves out of it before we even get started. And then another thing, which is huge, and this is one of my big ones, is busyness. Mm-hmm. You know, like Virgos, girl, we can get some stuff done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but are we being productive towards our vision, or are we just being busy to distract ourselves? Because we're afraid of doing that one thing that's going to propel us forward, you know? So fear is super tricky. It's, it, it shows its little head in all these random ways. Oh, the other one I forgot to mention was, um, avoiding or pretending like it's not there. You know, like that one happens a lot in relationships. Like, uh, no, my relationship's fine. Meanwhile, your partner's filing for, for divorce and you had no idea, you know, (laughs) or, or, oh yeah, well I'm in debt, but it's manageable. $150,000 worth of debt later, you know, where we have no idea what's happening because we're just not willing to face it. And the biggest thing when any of those come up for me, because they do, you know, they, they still come up for anyone. I don't care how much work you've done on yourself. If you're human, this stuff will come up. But the game is not judging yourself when it comes up. The game is catching it in the act and going, ah, fear. I see you. Okay. What am I afraid of here? What am I afraid of? And what are you pointing me to that's that next level up? And then again, I got to go into my mindset, change it up, take some action, and then that action creates the next level. Yeah. And I think along the way too, 
being really gentle with ourselves uh, along yes. the way. Cause sometimes that inner coach can sound like that mean soccer coach we had, <laughs> you know, that isn't super encouraging that uh-huh. like wants us to do better and, and move beyond and bless, bust through our blocks. Uh, but a lot of us, especially if we had critical parents or we have a harsh inner critic on ourselves, really need to be mindful of that, that inner coach and, and, and being gentle with ourselves. Like, I know you're scared. Like, it's okay. I'm here and we're going to move forward. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. You know, that, that's a, that's a real tough one for me because I can be extremely hard on myself and I, I'm learning that the practice of loving what comes up, no matter how ugly it is, no matter how many, you know, personal development seminars you went to where you're, they, they tell you to get over that thing, whatever shows up, is a gift. It's a gift to either, you know, love and to heal so that you can move past it or to love and to thank for showing you another direction or to love and to thank because that's the thing that needs to be loved and thanked from your inner child from years ago. And that practice alone, just loving what comes up has been a game changer for me because it is that gentleness because I think you know, a lot of us are still acting out from our wounded youth and that wounded child is still waiting to hear that it's all going to be okay, that you're going to be safe and that you're worthy and that you're loved. And, you know, can we give that to ourselves? Can we mm. be that voice that we always wanted to hear? And, you know, I've, I've been doing that practice and it's just been, it's been phenomenal because now I'm, I'm no longer waiting for the world to be kind to me because I started mm. being kind to myself. Oh, isn't that the, and, and, and I bet in a lot of ways the world becomes kinder when we start becoming sure kind to ourselves because we take things less personally, you know, yeah. when, when we're hard on ourselves, we collect evidence of how we're rejected or how we're not enough or how everybody's doing better than, than us and so on and so forth. But when we're kinder to ourselves, then we start to see life through a different lens. That is so true. Yeah. So true. So the last thing I want to touch on here with you, Alexi, because um, another topic that comes up a lot here is love and soulmates. And Mm. you you have definitely found yours and have a book (laughs) coming out with him, Preston Smiles Now or Never. When does that book come out? Your next one? Uh, It it comes out December 27th, which is crazy. 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 Yeah. So good, good Christmas present. Yeah. And I'd love for you to share just a little bit about, cause I know as your friend, you've shared the story that, you know, at first you didn't recognize him. It wasn't like, like this instant, oh my God, this is the one. Yeah. A little yes. bit about like what, you know, that soul love, that recognition, that side by side partnership kind of soulmate is really like. Yeah. You know, it's one, it's just this profound experience of self. And yes, of course, I'm in a partnership and he's amazing and all that's great. But what it really is, is this deepening of the reflection of of me. And it's allowing all this stuff, all this like dark stuff that I've been avoiding for a really long time. It allows all that to come up because in relationship, we're at our most transparent. We're at our most vulnerable. We're at our most intimate and we're allowing people in and we're allowing other people to truly see us. And with Preston, that's been my experience where I've kind of opened the gate, you know, and I've allowed him into my heart. And with that, there's, there's amazing joys and happiness. And there's also a lot of sadness in my past. And, and I've had the the brilliant opportunity to really face off with those parts that I've kind of been leaving 
behind and like, oh, I'll get to you later. And, mm. you know, Preston's beingness in my world is calling me forward. It's calling mm. me forward to really heal that so I can love more and so I can, you know, pour more of myself into our relationship. And it's not easy. You know, that's the thing. I think the misconception is that there's this like perfect person out there that you're just going to totally get along with and you're just never going to fight and you're just totally going to be in sync. But the truth is, if you want a conscious relationship, what that takes is full consciousness of self yeah. first. And then the the second part of that is full responsibility of what you're conscious of, which is like, not easy, right? No. <laughs> Level <laughs> and, of self-honesty there required. Oh my gosh. And it, it really takes getting willing to put the ego aside, put the pride aside, and be in the highest practice of love. Mm. And, you know, a lot of us say that, especially on our spiritual journeys. A lot of us are working towards with the intention of, you know, how can I show and be the most love that I can? Man, get in a relationship. It will test that all the time. <laughs> you know, it'll, it'll test if you can really hold that vibration of love when your ego just wants to fight and position and be right. It will challenge that. And it's the most expansive thing. Like I, I've been committed to growth, personal growth for years. You know, since I was 16, I've been really into it. So it's been a while. And I can tell you I've done some amazing courses, I've met some amazing teachers, but there's nothing that has elevated and escalated my growth as much as being in a conscious partnership. And it's because of this radical honesty with ourselves and radical responsibility and radical accountability from our partner that we get to have. And, you know, I love that you brought up too that it wasn't this, you know, stars and fireworks and all this stuff when I first met Preston I he wasn't my typical type of guy you know he's very eccentric and he just didn't fit the mold of what I was looking for and quite frankly I was not looking when I met him um I had my plate full I was dating for the first time in my adult life and I was like mm. okay I don't want anything serious I just want to like focus on my vision and hang out with some nice people and sure enough, I met him and it was on our first meetup, I thought we were meeting for work, that I asked him about his vision and his values and what he cares about and what he's driven towards. And he starts describing what he's truly passionate about. And I, I knew he wasn't making it up. Like it was pouring out of his cells. And he described my same values. And for me, those values, that alignment with our values was the biggest like head turner for me it was like yeah. it was as if like the hottest human being on the planet walked by when I heard his three values my head turned I was like oh you know and that's when the fireworks happened that's where everything came like you know shutting down in my world because the old paradigm that I had of like you can't have it all goes oh wait yeah you can yeah, yeah you can yeah and th those values have kept us together in the tough times they've kept us focused on this bigger vision that we were living for the world and it's phenomenal like I definitely married my twin flame my soulmate my my you know biggest teacher truly mm. my biggest mm. teacher mm. I love it and and knowing both of you and being at your wedding and you can feel the love it's just that 
one plus one equals three with the two of you. Yeah. And it's it's really beautiful. And that's something I've mentioned a lot on the show is the side-by-side partnership. And I'm writing my next book right now on the five different kinds of relationships. And when I talk about side-by-side partnership, it's all about looking in the same direction, meaning vision and values. And I think we get a little too caught up on compatibility and how someone may look and physical attraction. And that's not, that's not a visionary relationship. <laughs> it's it's no. a different kind of relationship and there's lessons in that. But what, sure. you're, what you're really presencing here and what we're, you're really living is that, you know, this, this relationship is another thing that's really helping you make a greater impact in the world and more importantly on a soul level growing you. That's it. That's it. And you know, like you said, the other types of relationships, there's nothing wrong with those. But if you truly want that deep, deep lasting love that, you know, transcends the looks that transcends the chemistry that transcends all these things that will eventually fade out, you got to really ground yourself in things that are principal parts of our being. And when you can find that alignment with somebody who's got the same principles and the same visions and the same values, then you're, you guys come together and it's just like magical explosions happen. (laughs) Well, speaking of magical, you definitely are my love. And I know that people are going to want to connect more with you. So how do people connect with you, find you, find out about soul school, all that good stuff? Yeah, you can basically Google stalk me at <laughs> alexipanos.com. You can find me all over the web at alexipanos, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Um, and I invite you to totally reach out. Let me know that you uh, heard of me from here. And I love connecting with my people. So please do that. Yeah. Thank you, Alexi. I love connecting with you. I'm so excited that I get to see you soon. Yes, and thank, you. <laughs> thank you so much for helping us bust fear, step into love and remember who we are. <laughs> 